Celebration Sunday. God bless you. Bienvenidos a nuestro domingo de celebración. Qué especial. What a special day today. We have a lot of people that are going to be baptized and give testimony of the grace of God in their lives. Estamos contentos de mucha gente que va a bautizarse hoy para dar testimonio de la gracia de Dios. Please say hi to the person next to you. Salude a la persona que está cerca de usted, por favor. Yeah, smile, smile. This is a wonderful day to celebrate. Wonderful. Gracias, gracias. We believe in our church that the baptism is a, a step of obedience to the Lord. Creemos en nuestra iglesia que el bautismo es un paso de obediencia al Señor. Today, several people are going to give testimony of the grace of God in their lives. Hoy van, varias personas van a dar testimonio de la gracia de Dios en sus vidas. Uh, they have been interviewed, they have uh, read about the baptism, they han sido entrevistados y han uh, leído acerca del bautismo. They know uh, that, that this is a, a step of uh, obedience to the Lord. Ellos saben que es un paso de obediencia al Señor. Así que vamos a pasar, los primeros bautismos van a ser un grupo de Cinco hermanos de Nueva Vida. The first five, group, five people is going to be from Nueva Vida. Este es Caleb. He's 10 years old. Caleb, uh, ¿tú crees que Jesús murió en la cruz del Calvario por tus pecados y resucitó al tercer día para darte vida? Sí. ¿Este día quieres dar testimonio a través del bautismo de que has depositado tu fe en Jesús como tu único y personal Salvador? Sí. Muy bien, siéntate entonces en la iglesia. Yo como ministro de Jesús te bautizo en el nombre del Padre, del Hijo y del Espíritu Santo. Esta mañana tenemos aquí a Elías. Elías, eh, sabemos que tú has eh, eh, dado testimonio de la gracia de Dios en tu vida. ¿Tú crees que Jesús murió en la cruz del Calvario por tus pecados y resucitó al tercer día para darte vida? Sí, así es. Ah, ¿Este día quieres dar testimonio a través del bautismo de tu fe en Jesús, de que has depositado tu fe en Jesús como tu único y personal Salvador? Claro que sí. Yo como ministro de Jesucristo te bautizo en el nombre del Padre, del Hijo y del Espíritu Santo. Cubre tu madre. Es Carmen, la esposa de eh, Elías. Carmen, esta mañana quiero hacerte la pregunta, ¿tú crees que Jesús murió en la cruz del Calvario por tus pecados y resucitó al tercer día para darte vida eterna? Sí, amén. 
Este día quieres dar testimonio a través del bautismo de que has depositado tu fe en Jesús como tu único y personal Salvador. Sí. Yo te bautizo entonces en el nombre del Padre, del Hijo y del Espíritu Santo. de ver que usted va a dar testimonio de su fe en Jesús. Quiero preguntarle, ¿usted ha creído en Jesús como su personal Salvador y sabe que Jesús murió en la cruz del Calvario por sus pecados y resucitó al tercer día para darle vida? Sí, sí creo. ¿Quiere dar testimonio esta mañana a través del bautismo de que ha depositado su fe en Jesús? Sí, creo. Yo como ministro de Jesucristo la bautizo en el nombre del Padre, del Hijo y del Espíritu Santo. Lisette, me da mucho gusto. Lisette is a brand new Christian. She uh, trusted Jesus probably four weeks ago. Me da mucho gusto, Lisette, que hayas eh, recibido al Señor Jesús. ¿Crees que Jesús murió en la cruz del Calvario y murió uh, por ti y resucitó al tercer día para darte vida? Yes, I believe it. <laughs> bueno, qué bueno. Esta mañana quieres bautizarte para dar testimonio de tu fe en Jesús, de que has recibido a Jesús como tu único y personal Salvador. Sí. Amén. Amén. Cubre tu nariz, entonces. Yo te bautizo en el nombre del Padre, del Hijo y del Espíritu Santo. Sepultado con Cristo y resucitado. Wow, what a joy, really. If you are interested to be baptized today, this is the day. Si quiere bautizarse hoy, este es el día. Y puede buscarnos al final del servicio, aquí al lado de este salón, y vamos a bautizar a las personas que quieran hacerlo y que han confiado en el Señor Jesús. If you have trust in the Lord Jesus and want to be baptized today, we can meet close to the kitchen and we can uh, explain and talk about this and be prepared to be baptized later in the service. Thank you. Also, it's not over yet. So um, we, we've got we've got so many more baptisms, and man, the, I I have the the honor and the privilege of of baptizing um, some of those that are in the next generation. Like that we over the last over the last year, we've really seen the Lord uh, growing our multi generational church, our our multi ethnic church together to see the next generation captivated by Jesus, and we are so excited to see. Some of these young people saying that they want to proclaim Christ as Lord of their life. And so we're going to celebrate like it's the greatest joy in heaven ever. So, like, uh, I, I, like go for it on this one, guys. Like, I, I'm, I'm so excited. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring my first friend down here, Miss Ruby. Would Miss Ruby come on down? Let's give it up for Ruby. 
This is Ruby, and, and, and Ruby has, has shared with us that she has placed her, her faith in Jesus Christ. So I want to ask you two questions, okay? One, do you believe it, that Jesus died on the cross for your sins, that he was buried, and that he rose on the third day? Yes. All right. Do you believe that Jesus and Jesus alone can, can provide salvation for you? Yes. All right. Let's do this. All right. It is my honor and privilege to baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. You've been buried with Christ in his death, raised to walk in newness of life. And this is my friend Noah. You don't need that stool right there. No. Uh, Noah has been a part of our Club 4-5 ministry, and, uh, and he has placed his faith in Jesus Christ and shared that with us. And so I'm going to ask you two questions. One, do you believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins, that, that he was buried, and that he rose on the third day? Why would I not believe it? Yep. Good point. Good point. And then do you also trust in Jesus for the only means of your salvation? Yes. Absolutely. All right. Let's do this. All right. It is my joy and my honor to baptize you, my brother, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You've been buried with Christ in his death, raised to walk in newness of life. There's my dude. Um, this right here is a special one for me. This is my son, Riker. And, um, buddy, this, this is one of the greatest honors of my life, to, to be able to talk to you about Jesus, to be able to share with you the joy of everything that, that he has done in our lives and in your life, and I affirm that in you. And I want to ask you two questions. Yes, sir. Do you believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins, that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day? Yes, sir. Do you, do you trust in Jesus and Jesus alone for your salvation? Yes, sir. Oh, my son, it is an honor to call you a brother in Christ. And I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. You've been buried with Christ in his death, raised to walk in newness of life. I'm going to introduce to you Mr. Christopher Coy because he has a whole herd of, uh, of, of Coy's that are coming to be baptized. Thank you, BJ. One more. Today's a special day, June 4th, for the Coy family. Before I baptize Joshua, Dylan, and Tyler, it's their mom's second 39th birthday today. Happy birthday, Mom. My, my first son, Joshua, I've got a couple questions for you. Do you believe you need Jesus to be saved? Yes. Do you believe that Jesus loved you so much that he died on the cross for your sins? Yes. And do you believe that Jesus rose from the dead and today is alive? Yes. Well, my son, as a brother in Christ, I'm going to baptize you 
In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried in Christ, baptism, raised in new life. This is, this is Dylan. Y'all have been praying for him for a while. It's a special day. Do you believe you need Jesus to be saved? Yes. Do you believe that Jesus loved you so much that he died for your, your sins on the cross? Yes. And then do you believe that he rose from the dead and is alive today with you? Yes. Well, I'm going to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried in Christ in baptism. Raise a new life. This is Tyler. Tyler, there's a stool for you, buddy. I've got three questions for you, okay? Do you believe that you need Jesus to be saved? Do you believe that Jesus loves you so much? that he died on the cross for your sins? Yes. And that do you believe that he rose from the dead and today is alive with you? Yes. Well, I'm going to baptize you as a brother in Christ in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried in baptism with Christ, made to raise a new life. I wanted to reiterate that this is a part of the mission that God has called us to, to see the next generation reached for Jesus Christ, to see them proclaim Christ as Lord, because there is no other place where you can find the joy and the satisfaction that God has for us than in Jesus Christ. And so if today, if the Lord is moving in your heart, if he is, if he is calling you closer to him, then, then, then we ask, like, would would you respond to God? Would you say yes to God and, and, and want to follow up with that? And today could be a day where you proclaim Jesus and then to show the rest of the world you could be baptized today. And so I just want to invite you to be processing that with the Lord. Be asking him, is today that day? And, and if you want to be baptized, then, then you can do that. You can come back over here to these doors right here and talk to these elders and these pastors, and, and we want to help you process that, whether it's right now or during the sermon or, or whatever it is, we want to invite you to take that next step of obedience with Jesus. We are so thankful for what God is doing in the life of this church. Will you stand and sing with us if you're able? I'll 
All right, my name is Josh Garza. Um, this is Kemper Jackson. Uh, yeah. uh, so I spent seven years with Kemper as his small group leader. Uh, and, you know, Kemper is going to graduate next year uh, from Arkansas. And it is, you know, my extreme pleasure uh, to, to baptize Kemper. And so my encouragement to, to Kemper and to all of us would be simply to, to walk with God, to, to listen to him, and to obey him. Uh, because he is so good. And so I am really thankful for today. Uh, you'll get this one. Uh, whew, sorry. Uh, I'll try to remember my lines now. Uh, um, have, whew, um, Christ. Yeah, have, do you... Do you have faith that basically Christ died for your sins and was buried and raised again on the third day? Yes. Uh, and that Jesus is your only way to salvation? Yes. Uh, it is uh, as, as your brother in Christ that I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Raised in newness of life. This is my friend Shane. Shane, do you uh, do you believe that Jesus came, he died on the cross, he rose again on the third day? Yes. And you believe he paid the debt for your sins, and it's by him and him alone that you have the opportunity to be saved. Yes. Okay. It's my pleasure to baptize you today in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. You've been buried with him in death. been raised to walk in minutes away. So this is Liz. Liz, have you put your faith in Jesus Christ that he alone came from heaven, died on the cross, he rose again on the third day. Yes, he did. And do you have, have you placed your faith in him that he alone is the means of salvation? I have. And it's my great pleasure to baptize you too in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. You've been buried with him in death. Raise the world. This is Sandra. Sandra, do you believe that Jesus Christ came from heaven, that he walked the earth, that he lived a sinless life, that he went to the cross, that he rose again on the third day? Yes. And if you placed your faith in him, that he alone is the means of salvation? Yes. It's my pleasure to baptize you too in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Buried with him in death. Thank you. 
And this is Marcia. And Marcia, do you also believe that Jesus Christ came from heaven, that he walked the earth, that he went to the cross, and that he rose again on the third day? Yes, I do. And have you placed your faith in him and him alone for your salvation? Absolutely. Then, Marcia, it's my pleasure to baptize you as well in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You've been buried with him in death. You've been raised to walk in the of life. This is Jerry, and Jerry, do you believe that Jesus Christ came, that he was on the earth, that he went to the cross, that he rose again on the third day? Yes. And have you placed your faith in him and him alone for your salvation? Yes. Then it's my pleasure to baptize you as well in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. You've been buried with him in death. You've been raised to life in newness of life. This is Rachel. And Rachel, do you also believe that Jesus Christ came, he was here on earth, that he went to the cross, and that he rose again on the third day? Yes. And do you believe that it's Christ and Christ alone that provides for our salvation, and have you trusted him for that salvation? Yes. Then it's my pleasure to baptize you as well in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. You've been baptized with him in death. Raise the walk and lead us in life. And this is Katie. And Katie, do you believe that Jesus came, that he was on the earth, that he went to the cross, that he rose again on the third day? Yes. And have you placed your faith in him and him alone for your salvation? Yes. Then it's my joy to baptize you today in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. You've been buried with him in death. You've been raised to walk in newness of life. This is Cindy. Cindy, do you believe that Jesus Christ came, that he was here with us on earth, that he went to the cross, and that he rose again on the third day? Yes. And have you placed your faith in him and him alone for your salvation? Yes. Then it's my joy to baptize you as well in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. You've been buried with him in death. You've been raised to walk. This is my friend Matt. 
met. Likewise, do you believe that Jesus came, that he was here on earth, that he went to the cross, that he rose again on the third day? Yes. And do you believe that it's him and him alone as a means of salvation, and have you placed your faith in him for your salvation? Yes. Then it's my joy as well to baptize you today in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. You've been buried with him in death. Let me remind you that there are opportunities still. If you're here today and you feel like, I've always wanted to be baptized and I've never taken that opportunity to step forward. We have people to meet you. We have shorts and towels and t-shirts available for you. You would go out these doors here to this side and down the hallway and there'll be people back there to meet you and there'll be an opportunity after the message today for you to be baptized as well, if you would like to. Let me close the baptisms up to this point in prayer. Pray with me, our Father. We thank you that you and you alone are the giver of life. I thank you for all of the people that we've watched today, children and adults. God, I pray your blessings over them. I pray you would draw them near, that they would know your presence in their life, that they would walk with you. Protect them, we pray from those that would desire to do harm the enemy. Keep them close. Guide them each step of their life. We love you, Father. We thank you. We pray this now. In Jesus' name, amen.
for inviting us in, for calling our name, maybe even today, afresh, anew. God, we open ourselves to you. May we be open to hearing from you this morning. May we be reminded of your faithfulness in our own lives and in our moments of baptism or the moment to come. We just thank you and praise you and look to you as the author and perfecter of our faith, the only one, the only one where we can find healing, we can find hope that's constant, a solid rock, a refuge, never changing, never failing. Great is your faithfulness. It's in you and it's in you alone. We proclaim that in faith, in those things we have yet to see, in the heart, in the not yet, in the areas where we feel like you failed. Give us faith to believe you're not done yet. We just come honestly and openly, asking you to have your way and to do what only you can. Show yourself, God, to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. I want to invite you to turn your attention to the story on the screens. I'm close to 95 years old. <laughs> I don't understand why the Lord still has me here. But I do think this. We can learn from each other and uh, realize the faithfulness of God to us, older people. Growing up, you know, we all sat together, the whole families. There was no nursery or no division. It was all the family in the worship service. I can remember it was in Swedish, the sermons were in Swedish, but we sat back a parent. I can remember sitting there, swinging my legs, listening to those Swedish sermons. <laughs> my salvation accepting of Jesus, it was the last Sunday night that Pastor Nguyen Wernberg and his wife were there. It was in 1937, and I, I was nine years old at that time. But later on, my sister Georgia and Charlotte had a double wedding in 1949. And then I was left by myself. I was felt rejected. And I had to say, at that time, I didn't feel like there was someone at church that I could go talk to because they all call me, oh, that little precious little jewel. And I just cringed. <laughs> but then one Sunday morning in 1954, a lady walked up the steps at 17 in Colorado. She was with the Stone Carf Ministries, Helen Nichols. And she, they began the Christian business professional women. And I got involved in that. And so it was one Saturday, April the 17th, 1954. I was working overtime at the office, but I also was supposed to get a speaker for a mother-daughter banquet. So I 
Nautilus Marathon CBMTD and Dorothy Plot. So I called her and then she invited me to come over to where she was in. And then she had, and I thought, well, she's someone I could ask. So I just told her I wasn't really certain about my salvation. So there that night, she referred to 1 John 5, 13, that you may know that she's been born again, or that made a change in my life. And it's been a different, a wonderful change since then. I don't know what I would do without that knowledge and that Jesus is with me. And, and, uh, and now I have the peace and joy of knowing that one of these days I'm going to be with the Lord forever and ever. <laughs> and so you have to make the decision to continue to follow Jesus. Be faithful and be true and honest. Be honest with people and uh, what they share and what they believe, what they share. And So we love you, Jewel. Sure miss you. We say, uh, we've been saying often as we've been seeing the Lord stirring this up in our churches that we need every generation to reach every generation. And that's what I love about what God is doing in the Holy Spirit is moving within our church. Like, for instance, just even hearing this morning that there were some people who felt prompted by the Lord to get baptized that showed up this morning and said, hey, I want to get baptized. And we're like, okay. It's amazing to see what God is doing. And I know it's easy for us to start thinking that baptism is just for kids, but it's not. It's for all who profess faith in Jesus. If you profess faith in Jesus and you've never been baptized, this is actually the first command that Jesus gave us, is to publicly acknowledge him. To acknowledge publicly that our identity is in him, that we're for him. We are thankful and grateful for what he has done. So I want to encourage you. I know you heard this multiple times already. And I promise you, you're only going to hear it about three more. If you are feeling a nudge, a prompting, uh, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't, I don't know. One of the things that we need to, I would say, experiment with is learning the voice of God. And if you are unsure, you're wondering if it is, if it's not, listen, I want to encourage you to at least get up and go talk to one of the staff and the elders and to discern with someone else. I want to encourage you to walk in obedience to what the Spirit is doing in your heart. So if you go through this service and you hear this message and you're feeling encouraged or even convicted, I want to encourage you, have the courage, walk by faith, and go talk to someone about this. So we've been in the series dealing with this, this topic of questions that demand an answer. And I feel the need to spend a little bit of time on the most important question that you will be asked in your life. You will be asked this, regardless of what you believe right now. It's going to come, 
Okay? And now I know that we are programmed, especially in American church, that church service is about an hour and 10 minutes, and some of you are already looking at the watch and all that kind of stuff. Listen, I want to encourage you, you don't have to think about your lunch plans. We have that covered for you, okay? So we got lunch there, but not only that, like I want us to understand something, that what we are dealing with today is the most important thing we can ever do. It's the most important thing that we can listen to, experience in, and pray through, and respond to. We have no problem waiting for 45 minutes at Terry Black's. We have no problem waiting in the line of Starbucks to get our vanilla latte. Listen, we can wait on the Lord here. Because the Lord is doing work in people's lives, and I think this is vital for us. And not only that, I want to challenge some of you right now. Because I know in a room of this size, and some, some of you are visiting and guests with us this morning, I want to encourage you to be honest with yourself. I love how Jewel said that, like, in us, to be honest and vulnerable with each other, but I think it's important for us to be honest with ourselves this morning. Some of you are here dealing with church hurt, and it took everything inside of you to get here this morning. Some of you are here kind of mad at God, feeling like God let you down or he's disappointing you. Some of you are here who are absolutely cynical and you're here due to a favor. Wherever you are at, I want to tell you this. This question that we're going to look at briefly, you're going to be asked it. And how you answer this question is going to make all the eternal difference in the world. Why do we do baptisms? Like, why do we do it? Is it just a church thing, right? Is it like just like something we celebrate? Like, okay, here's a marker in someone's life. Like, have you ever like actually thought about what it represents? I mean, in its simplest understanding, it's a public acknowledgement of living for Jesus. It's a symbol of your belief in what Jesus has done and is doing for you and really what has happened to you in the most real way of anything. It's a public demonstration of being free, free from sin and free from control from the world and culture and all the things that are around you. But it's ultimately an expression of your identity, of who you are now. This is so significant because when you say yes to Jesus, scriptures teaches that you are a new creation in Jesus. Regardless of what you have done, his love for you is eternally secure. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to prove it. You can't lose it. It's a beautiful thing. He's faithful. I love Jewel's story. She was born and raised in this church, 95 years old, and she is exuding joy for Jesus. And every year, she would tell you that every year that she's lived, love for Jesus has gotten sweeter and sweeter and sweeter. Even in the moments of her life as she was journeying, you heard that. She, she felt disappointed. She felt rejected. And all of the things that we all wrestle with when it comes to our identity and our value and our worth and the things that we think we have to have, to have but when we experience the things that we don't have, what good am I? She started to understand that all that she needs is Jesus. It's a beautiful story. 95 years old and she's still a precious little girl to the father. A daughter of God declaring to all of us that Jesus is worth it. So let me, I'm going to ask you this question. Who are you? 
How do you define who you are? Who are you at the core of your being? How did you determine that? Like, what got you to that conclusion? Where do you find your self-worth, your value? And then when you start to land on that, like, how do you feel about it? Do you feel good about that core, that foundation of who you are? I mean, this is a significant question that has been plaguing humanity since the very beginning of all things. Why are we here? Who am I? Do I have a purpose? Is there meaning? Where's my value? How do I find worth? It's all because we are created beings. Regardless of your belief in God or not, you are not self-existent. You cannot make yourself come to being just by a thought. You are a created being, which means we need something on the outside to influence the core of who we are. You need to understand this. Because the question that Jesus asks in the world that we live in, this will help us understand the heartbeat of Jesus. Matthew 16, 13. Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi and he asked his disciples, and here's the question. Who do people say that the Son of Man is? Like, just think about that question. If you were to answer that, like, well, how would you answer that? Right? Like, we, in a room like this, we would have, like, probably 50 different expressions of that. Who do people say they have? Most common, a good teacher, a good example, a philosopher. Maybe he was even really kind of like a Santa Claus image. Is he, like, my counselor? Is he my hero? Is he my cheerleader? Is he my genie? Like, is he Republican? Is he Democrat? Like, like who is Jesus? And who are people saying about him? And like, even in the Gospels, they didn't know. They just knew there was something different about him. But the context of this question, it's so incredibly significant. Caesarea Philippi was a place that no Jew would ever go to. It is full of heathenism and full of so much idolatry. It's like the cultural center of pluralism. There's so much different worship. It's kind of like, hey, you do you. Here's a selection of gods that you can choose to believe in. We are fine if you choose one or five or 30. We don't care. Just don't say that there's only one. And that's the only right one. Do whatever makes you feel happy. Jesus goes there, this place, Worship of demons, child sacrifice, all of this. He goes to this place that's called like the gates of hell, where there was sacrifice to the God Pan, where they would literally sacrifice children and throw them down this cave. And if there was blood in the water, then they would go, okay, he, he accepted the sacrifice. And if they didn't see blood in the water, well, there goes another kid. Demonic. Cultural influence, social status, networking, all of that's there. And Jesus stands in front of that place, in front of that cultural center. And he asks the question, who do people say that I am? And of course, they start to say things like, well, you know, some say John, you know, Elijah, some say Jeremiah, some say this and some say that. And then Jesus just kind of like took it and said, okay, I don't really care what other people are saying, actually. Who do you say that I am? Because here's the thing, church. Public opinion of Jesus is not sufficient for your answer to this question. 
how your friends think about Jesus, how your boss thinks about Jesus, how your neighbors think about Jesus, how your friends think about Jesus, how your professors think about Jesus. It doesn't matter because this question is personal. Who do you say that I am? And he's asking that question at the backdrop behind him are all of the desires of the world. That's where Jesus asked that question. And all of the things that you think define you and all of the things that you think where you're going to find self-worth and value and all of the things that you think is going to be meeting, Jesus is asking you that question. Who do people say that I am? Identity is a moral absolute today. There's great confusion in our culture, and I just feel the need to kind of lean on this a little bit. And I want you just to hear my heart. Because today, right now, the clearest, the most front and center identity war is over sexuality. But aren't we more than that? Like, that's the battle, as if that's the defining marker of who you are. And so then people start to go, well, this is the cultural preference, and we're going to kind of roll with that, and if we're not, we're going to be antagonistic to it. But there's so much more. Our world and our time is so much focusing on expressive individualism, where you got to find what makes you happy. Don't give up what you think is right for the sake of other people. You do you. I cannot think of anything more confusing, more devastating, more frustrating. I don't know about you. I have conflicting desires. Like, I, I want to be a good husband, but then there's times in me where I want to make money and also, like, be a good pastor. So then my desires are like, well, I need to be at home. And then there's other parts of my desires say, no, you've got to work more. Well, those are conflicting. Right? Like, how do we know which desire is right? Like, how can you look inside of you when there's certain things that you want are conflicting with other things? And then where's objective truth? And where's objective goodness? Like, if it's all based upon you, then how are you defining what's good and what's wrong, what's true, and what's not true? Well, we go by what culture is. Well, culture's not telling me. That's a lie. Culture is pushing this on you, and it's giving you an informational program on how to decide and discern who you should be. And culture doesn't care. Culture will change. Its values will shift and won't even ask for your opinion or won't even feel any concern for you. This is why this is important. Because to hear that question of like, who am I and what do I want? Where do I find my core being? If you find that answer by looking in, you're going to be so unstable. You're going to have so much anxiety. You're going to have so much anger. Baptism is an expression of what Jesus has done for us. Well, I don't believe in Jesus. I don't believe in heaven or hell. I don't really believe in this moral construct that Christianity has, so I don't believe in the guilt or shame. But here's the reality. Every single one of you has nagging guilt and shame. When you pursue the identity of what you decided makes you happy, why is guilt and shame haunting you? 
Why is it still like following you? Well, I don't believe in sin. I don't believe in hell. I don't believe in judgment or objective truth. Yet we walk around with this sense of condemnation. Why? Because you were created in the image of God. Your purpose and your worth and your identity is to be found solely in Jesus. And when you place your faith in him, that's when this peace and the joy and all of the desires of your heart become satisfied resting in him. So who do you say that he is? Peter answers for the disciples and he says, you are the Christ or you are the Messiah. That answer right there is the defining marker of identity. If he is the Messiah, that means he's a savior, which means we need to be saved from something. And if I confess that Jesus is the savior, I am now also confessing that I need saving. Meaning I can't find the joy, the peace, and the desire within myself. So the lie that culture is telling me to, you do you, is exposed because if I do me, I'm just going to walk in darkness. So who do you say that he is? If you confess that Jesus is not only the Lord of Lords, but Kings of Kings, you confess that he died for you. He took on your sin. He paid your debt. He who was perfect, he became sin so that he could die for us. He paid that debt. That tells us his love is constant. It's secure. It's placed. It's never going to move and it's never going to change. You see, what we do here is about knowing Jesus. It says in John 17, 3, that eternal life is knowing God. Knowing God. Not just some things about God. Not just like coming and singing some songs and going through some programs. I've been confirmed. All that stuff. No. It's a relationship with the living God who says, I no longer call you servants, but I call you friend. He's adopting you as a son and daughter when you place your faith in him. He died your death. And so when we go under the water, we're saying, my life, my old life died with him there. Everything, every pursuit that I was going after is there. And when we rise out of the water, his life is now my life. I'm a new creation. My identity, my core of who I am is resting solely on Jesus. That's why you can have peace and joy that increases in ever-increasing measure. So here's the question. And I just want you to wrestle with this as we spend some time in just worship and praying and thinking this through and processing this through. I want you to answer that question. Who do you say that Jesus is? And some of you maybe been a churchgoer or a follower of Jesus for years. And if you've been saying that Jesus is Lord, does your life reflect that? Are you trusting in him? Are there areas in your life that aren't in alignment with who God is and what God wants? And if you have never wanted to be 
known as a follower of Jesus. You just kind of want to be like me and Jesus, my little secret thing. Nobody needs to know. I don't want to offend nobody. I'm telling you, today's the day for you to get baptized because it's a public acknowledgement of who Jesus is and who you are in him. So I'm going to pray for us. And I just want to encourage you, if you are feeling that nudge, first and foremost, to profess that Jesus is your Savior, that he died for you, he paid the price for your sin, he died your death, and when he rose again, he gave you the ability to live in newness of life. If you're ready at a spot where you're ready to say yes to that, I want you just to pray in simple terms and say, Lord, I receive you. I receive this gift of grace. I confess my sins to you. And if you are at a spot where you want to pray that, I want to encourage you, go back out there in front of the kitchen, talk to one of the staff, staff members, talk to one of the elders. And if you're also feeling a nudge to get baptized, listen, listen to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Even if today you're not ready to get baptized, but you're questioning it and you're still feeling a nudge, come talk with us. Help, we want to come alongside of you and help you discern what the Lord's doing in your life. So at any moment, as the worship band is playing and singing, at any moment you're feeling a prompt or a nudge to get up and do that, I want to encourage you, we're all going to stand. So that way, like, you know, if you're sitting one person stands up, we're all going to look at that person. Like, we're not going to do that. We're all going to stand. And I want to encourage you, do it. Have the courage. Walk in faith during this time. And we're just going to give room for God to work and time for you all to process and do work with the Lord. Lord, I thank you for this morning. I thank you, God, that we get to witness changed lives, that we get to celebrate with you capturing the heart of individuals representing every generation. Lord, thank you for this, the testimonies of faithfulness, the stories of testifying of how good you are and how loving you are and steadfast you are. Thank you, God, for allowing us to even just like have hope stirring inside of us that all is not lost, that you are in pursuit of the younger generation. And they're saying yes to you and they're, they're falling in love with you and they want to follow you. And make disciples, Lord. Thank you for that. Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters in this room that if there's anyone here who's feeling a nudge by you, God, would you give them the courage to respond in faithfulness? And Lord, if there's anybody in this room that's at a place where maybe they've never confessed that you are the Christ, that this would be the time. Open their eyes and their hearts. Lord, we know that this Acknowledgement of who you are can only come by divine revelation. So, Lord, minister to our hearts in Christ's name.
this was where I found hope. You were there and you're here right now. In every heart and every load, you never left me without hope. You were good and you're good right now. I've witnessed your faithfulness. I've seen you breathe life with it, so I pour out my praise again. You're worthy, God, you're worthy of all Your promises never fail. I got stories I live to tell, so I.
said that his sheep know his voice and we're thankful that the Lord has been stirring and, and we're going to experience obedience and courage in that and so I want to encourage you again if some of you are hesitating or maybe your pride is getting in the way like ah, I'll do it later no that's not it no I don't want to do that humble yourself walk in obedience but before we experience another baptism I want to pray with what Paul wrote in the letter of Ephesians for this reason I kneel before the father from whom every family in heaven and earth is named and I pray that he may grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power in your inner being through his spirit and I pray that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and firmly established in love. There is nothing like the love of Christ. It's steadfast. And we need him to root us and to firmly establish our lives in his love so that we may be able to comprehend together with all of the saints what is the length, width, height, and depth of God's love and to know Christ's love that surpasses knowledge and I pray that we experience this as we continue to witness the life-changing message of Jesus this is Lucy uh, and uh, we're excited to baptize her today she just decided She's, she said she felt a tug, but she just couldn't, she just couldn't help it. She just had to get up and go, yeah? So Lucy, do you believe that Jesus was a real man who walked this earth, who lived a sinless life, who died and was buried and rose again on the third day? Yes. Did you, have you put your faith and trust in him as your Lord and Savior? Yes. Yes. Because of your belief, I baptize you in the name of the Father the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried with Christ, raised in new life. <laughs> 